Hi guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the McEgan Times. We have an awesome guest on this episode. We have Aggie Bent. Aggie is a senior at New York University who is majoring in sports management. Aggie has a passion for sport. Aggie has worked for some of the top sports brands in the sport sport brands in the world, including Formula E, FC Bayern Munich, and the Sydney Sixers. Uh, welcome and thanks for coming on, Aggie. Awesome, yeah. Thanks, Nick, for having me on. How's it all going over there? It's all good here. Um, I'm currently in New York City and getting quite cold here, actually. I'm very happy to be stuck home in my quarantine right now and not, not out there fighting the cold. So, all good. Okay, cool. And how has COVID affected your life so far? Yeah. Um, so, I think when New York City kind of shut down um, was around March 11th. And uh, NYU sent us home. So they said, if you can go home, then go. So I flew home probably the end of March. I stayed up here for a few more days trying to um, just live normally. And that wasn't really working, right? The numbers are climbing. So I flew back to Birmingham, Alabama. And I was there with my family for probably six, seven months, maybe. And then I flew back up for the fall semester. Um, and then the numbers started rising again, and then I flew home for the holidays, and now I'm back doing a quarantine in New York, just trying to have a, I guess, semi-normal senior year, uh, senior semester, I guess. So, yeah, it's been um, a lot of time at home, which is what I wasn't expecting due to COVID, but it's nice to be home with the family sometimes as well. Sure. For the listeners, let's just jump straight into it. Who is Aggie then? <laughs> um, well, as you said, I'm a senior at NYU. Um, I think I, I I like to do a lot of things. So <clears throat> I think you mentioned my sports, my art kind of background and stuff. Uh, I decided what I wanted to do when I got to, or when I was going to college, when I was applying to colleges and things. Um, I, I loved music. I still sing and I used to do a lot of that. And then um, when I was applying to schools, I was like, okay, like, I felt like I had to decide between music and sports, which now I realize is not the case. I can definitely do both. Um, but yeah, so when I was applying to schools, I was just so interested in so many different things. Um, but I landed on sports because of living in New York City. Why would you not want to live in New York City? And um, just the the opportunities that are here in this global sports hub of New York just made it made it work. Um, and yeah, so I think I'm just... I do lots of weird things and I have fun with it. So I do sports things. I host a podcast. Um, I'm working and doing research, as you said, for the Sydney Sixers. I've worked for FC Bayern for a while. Um, and then I also display my art on art exhibits around um, New York. I still sing a little bit, but not so much. Kind of uh, left that one behind a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll pick it up sometime soon in this quarantine. Um, but yeah, I think I just, I want to know and do everything that I can because I don't know. I love meeting people and getting to know how to do new things and new experiences. That's sensational. Great. Right. Tell me about your family, your heritage from growing up in Alabama, Spokane, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I have a mom and dad and a sister that I live with. And um, my, so I guess my ethnicity, um, my mom's side is from Alabama. Um, their ancestors are from Germany and Austria. And then my dad, his mom is my grandmother. She's from Taiwan. Um, so Taiwanese American, I guess, um, American Taiwanese. And um, yeah, it's been it was so cool. I always ask my grandma fun questions where she grew up and stuff because she met my grandpa while my grandpa was in the 
United States Air Force stationed in Taiwan. So um, they met, they came back to the U.S. and got married and lived here. Um, but yeah, I love asking her about all of her Taiwanese memories and stuff from when she was a kid over there. Um, but yeah, growing up in Birmingham was awesome. Um, lots of lots of high school football games, you know, American football is huge in Alabama. Uh, grew up going to a lot of games, whether it was in high school or college level. But um, it was it was very different, I think, when I decided to go to New York City after leaving Birmingham. And um, it just, it's not super common, I guess, for people to leave Alabama to move to New York. And that was definitely what I wanted to do. So it was, uh, I guess it was kind of hard to convince people and have them understand what I wanted and what I needed to do. But I'm super happy um, that I have done that and made that change. It was hard at first. I, you know, I wasn't used to the hustle and bustle of the city. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. And I'm super glad that I had the upbringing in like the community and Southern, I guess, Southern culture and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was a hard adjustment, but I'm really, really happy with it. And I love going back to Birmingham to visit my family and friends as well. Phenomenal. Okay, talk to me about your sports background and your passion for it and how that all came about. Yeah, um, I guess I usually start this with when I was a kid, I couldn't decide what sport I wanted to play. So I played all the sports. Um, I tried to, I tried everything for at least one season. You name it, I probably played it, except for cricket. I know that's really popular in Australia, not so much in Birmingham, Alabama. So I didn't do cricket, but I tried everything. Um, and then as my playing career went on, I was quitting sports because I just had this weird pain in my feet and I couldn't figure out what it was. I had no idea. So I just, I was like, okay, well, softball makes my feet hurt. I'll try something else. Let's try swimming. And so that made my feet hurt. I didn't know what to do. So I ended up going to all kinds of foot specialists, pain specialists around the U.S. Um, in several different states. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with my feet. Finally, I was diagnosed um, with a bunch of different uh, pain disorders, I guess. Um, I've kind of started to grow out of some of them, which is really nice, but having that foot trouble made me realize that I couldn't compete anymore. And um, I guess the end of my sporting career was around in high school. I ended up permanently injuring my feet um, when I was trying out for a majorette line. I was twirling batons because that was one of the last sports that I could try and see if it worked out for me. So um, yeah, I permanently broke both of my feet, which has brought on another pain, I guess, that I'm dealing with now. Um, but yeah, so it started with me playing, and then I realized I couldn't play. So I decided to go into the business, right, and the management, media, trying to figure out all the other sides of sport that I could be involved in. And, um, yeah, so here I am, I guess, studying sports at NYU, and I've had some really cool experiences with FC Bayern, um, now the Sydney Sixers, doing a bit of research there. And, um, yeah, even building a basketball team in Flint, Michigan has been super cool as well. And now I have a sports podcast. So... Even though I can't play, I guess I kind of found a way around it. Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, you're starting a podcast at the end of January, I believe, or it might have already launched. You're launching AWA Road to Tokyo, where you're featuring interviews with Olympians and Paralympians on their way to compete in the Tokyo game. Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, it's the podcast has grown a lot. Adventures of Aggie has been, it's growing a lot in the last few months. So um, I reached out to a couple of Olympians that seemed pretty active on social media and they had done a bunch of different other engagements and things like that. And I was like, hey, do you wanna talk on my podcast? And then um, a few weeks later, I had 
six or seven Olympians that were willing to speak with me, Olympians and Paralympians, excuse me. And um, now I'm just, I guess in those interviews, what I did was I walked through their stories. How did they start the sport that they play? Like why swimming? How did you get into that? What are your earliest memories swimming? And then I kind of moved into more of uh, who were your mentors along the way? Can you just kind of walk me through the highlights and maybe some of the challenges that you faced? And then um, my favorite part of all of the interviews is the, what does the road to Tokyo mean to you? Or for some of them, they're three-time Olympians. So what does the road to London mean? Or what does the road to Rio mean? Um, and it's really cool to just hear all of the stuff that goes on in that road that they take to the Olympics or Paralympics. Um, so yeah, we're set, we're in the middle of it right now, actually. Um, I've released two episodes, one um, with a Team USA rugby player named Nicole Haverland and another one with a Team USA wheelchair rugby player named Chuck Aoki. And we've got three or four more episodes to release in the next few weeks, but it's going really well. And I love the Olympics, huge Olympics fan, Paralympics fan as well. So it's been really cool to kind of be on the other side and get to know these athletes personally. Congratulations on that. And yeah, I look forward to hearing it myself. Um, yeah. You're a current director of a research and engagement for Flint United, I believe. Um, and you were just mentioned before yeah. you've got a new team competing in the basketball league. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so Flint United is a new team competing in the basketball league. So the basketball league is a competitor to NBA G League which is the second division basketball league of NBA within the US. And um, yeah, the basketball league is growing a lot. They've onboarded, I think 20 teams just in 2020 and um, different cities all around the US, lots of really great basketballs being played as well. But um, yeah, so my role with them is really social media engagement, you know, driving um, partnerships that impact the community doing social media analytics too, a little bit of content creation as well. Uh, it's been really cool to get to help and participate in building the team from the ground up. So um, right now the team, we have a couple more tryouts where we're letting guys from Flint, Michigan and the surrounding states come and try out to be on our team. And then we'll have our uh, team combine where everybody's playing together for the first time in just a few weeks. And then our first game is at the end of March. So the season's coming really fast, but we're super excited about it. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, talk, about, yeah talk about your creative side. So you, you're good at art and very creative. Talk about that. Yeah, um, I think the creative side of my life kind of came from the injury. When I was injured in high school, I realized that there's another way to kind of have that competitive outlet. So that was when I started picking up singing and I started picking up other fine arts and stuff like drawing and painting. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. I didn't know that I could do this. And I really only found that out because I was unable to play sports. So now I, um, well, I guess it kind of started my whole interest in realizing that I could do this further than just a hobby was um, when I studied abroad at NYU London, I took a British art course. So it was all about like super fancy artists, you know, from 1700s, 1800s and stuff. So I was learning like this, all of this art and I didn't think that I could replicate that, but I realized that I could make something else. So I started drawing things. I didn't know that I could really draw that well, but um, now I do illustrations of different, mostly athletes really, illustrating athletes and commissioning pieces for different teams. I've, um, I guess most commonly I've produced some pieces for New Amsterdam Football Club, which is a soccer team um, competing in the NISA League within New York. 
And um, yeah, I just think it's so much fun. It's also kind of a stress reliever for me, whether it's painting or drawing or things like that. Um, I think my apartment is kind of my own art gallery. I have all kinds of my paintings and stuff all over the walls. Um, yeah, it's been great also for quarantine purposes, you know, just getting some paints out and there goes an hour. So um, yeah, it's really cool to see how the hobby kind of developed into commissioning pieces for other people. And now I'm even minoring in studio art. So I have gotten some more formal training from different art artists here um, and professors at NYU. So it's cool to see a hobby turn into something a little more real, I guess. That's really cool. Have you done much traveling internationally or domestically in the States? Yeah, um, I've traveled a lot in the US and um, I actually, I didn't leave the United States until 2018. So I was, what, 19 years old? That was the first time I left the US. But I actually went to Sydney, Australia um, with NYU and I was doing research there on Australian sport and comparing it to um, women working in sport in the US. And then I studied abroad in London and while I was there, I was able to travel to I think seven different countries um, just for the weekend, you know, to get a little bit of a taste. And sure. um, yeah, other than that, I've been in the US most of my life. And what was your favorite place you've been to so far internationally? Yeah, I think I love Australia. I would go back right now if I could, if the borders were open. Um, yeah. I also, I really enjoyed Switzerland. Um, I spent some time in Geneva while I was studying abroad in London and it was just beautiful. I loved the city, the the people, I don't know, the gorgeous, the lake, Lake Geneva is amazing. And um, yeah, I want to see more. I hope that I can travel more in the near future, but we'll see. Yeah, I've been to Switzerland. I love Switzerland, so it's a beautiful country. Yeah, it really is. The mountains, so nice. I love the views. And where would you recommend listeners in your country to go to? Any cities, Ooh, any states? Um, I, I love New York. I'm biased. I've lived here for four years now, but I love New York. Um, there's so much to do for any kind of person, right? Like I love being here and everything's closed because of COVID, but I can just walk around and see something that I didn't see the day before. Um, it's amazing. I think there's always something to do here for all kinds of people. Um, I also love San Francisco. I think San Francisco is amazing. It's a very unique city just because of all the hills and the, the movies that are filmed there as well. There's always a movie site to see in San Francisco. Same with New York. Um, but yeah, I think the San Francisco and like the surrounding area is really interesting because you can go to the forest, you can go on a hike, and then you can go right downtown and you feel like you're in the middle of a huge city, which you are. But um, it has the nature side of things and also like the super urban feel. So I don't know. I think New York and San Francisco are probably my favorite places. And I would suggest everybody go there. That's great feedback. Not getting too yeah. political, but obviously with all the changes happening, where do you see the United States generally positioned for the future? Yeah, I think, um, if anything, this, I, I see more unity coming. I think there's been a lot of divide in so many things within the last year. Um, whether it's in politics or social injustice issues and stuff. But I think right now the government has even like just with the inauguration yesterday, um, we've seen that everyone, regardless of their political party or any kind of background, religion, whatever it is, they want to be unified. And I hope that it happens. Um, I think we have enough leadership now that it will 
it will be more of a focus. I'm not sure how successful it can be and how fast it can happen. I would love for it to be soon. But um, yeah, I think unity and equality is going to be a huge push, even with new uh, President Biden's all of his new kinds of things that he's changing just within the last 24 hours. That's a huge focus of his. So I hope we can all kind of get on the same side of any kind of general issue that's happened in the last few months. Um, but yeah, unity, there's a lot of hope too, I think even when it's related to COVID and other issues, but yeah, unity, equality, hope. Um, yeah, I hope we're all kind of on the same playing field in the next few months. What's your uh, opinion of the vaccine? Are you happy to get it? Yeah, I want it so bad. <laughs> um, I would love to have it, but uh, yeah, I know in New York, at least they're doing a bunch of different um, levels, right? So right now it's um, essential workers, medical workers, and people over the age of 65, I think are eligible to get it. Unfortunately, I am none of those things. So I'm not eligible to get it in New York yet, but um, yeah, I hope that I can get it soon. I hope that lots of people can get it soon. And I think that's another thing that um, at least here in the US, President Biden has said he's trying to push for more people to get the vaccine faster. So we'll see, but I would love it. If you have one, please, please hand it over. I'll take it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. Uh, Aggie, thanks for joining my podcast. I do appreciate it. I wish you all of the success in 2021 with obviously all the projects you're working on and you currently got going. And yeah, I wish you all the best. Yeah. Awesome, Nick. Thank you so much for having me on. No worries. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.